Hi guys, welcome to the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast. My name is Ozzy, and today we're talking about a really hot topic. We're talking about weddings. talking about weddings because it's wedding season right now and um, I think it's a great topic to talk about so I've invited an expert on all things weddings <laughs> to come talk about this exciting topic with us so you're going to hear from her in a minute but I always like people to introduce themselves I feel it's a great opportunity to let people know who you are when you do it yourself um, welcome Omalade Omalade is our guest today and um, she'll be telling us a little bit about herself in a second welcome Omalade hi everyone thank you very much Ozzy for this opportunity um as Ozzy already said, my name is Amolade. I'm Nigerian and I am Yoruba. However, I've been living in the United States since I was 14. Wow. Um, so, we're talking about weddings today. I embarked on the journey, I'll say, as of last year, but I've been thinking of it for a really long time. Okay. So, as of last year, I got the courage to, you know, like just dive into it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really do a lot of promotion and advertising myself. Let's just say this year is really my first year in terms of promotion and advertisement. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask, a while ago, I was talking to people who had, you know, started out their side hustle and made it their main. Mm-hmm. And I, it seems yeah. like you have done just that. So did you quit your day job? I know you started only last year, but did you end up quitting mm-hmm. your day job for this? Or is it something that you're juggling alongside your nine to five? Oh, no, I didn't quit my day job yet. Okay. Yes, the plan <laughs> is to eventually. Okay. The plan is to. Yeah, the plan is to eventually, because it takes a while to build your empire. It takes a while to build your business to where you really want it to be. Mm-hmm. So right now, for the most part, weddings, traditional weddings take place on Thursdays and white weddings, you know, Saturdays or, fr- or Sundays, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, with my job, once I foresee it coming, like once I have my consultation and I know your wedding day, I'm able to just put in time out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't work on weekends, so it's works for me okay so weddings when we talk about weddings right i've had the privilege i guess of planning one wedding which is my wedding and (laughs) honestly i was so overwhelmed there's so many parts moving parts when it comes to a wedding so what portion of a wedding are you really involved with okay well i'm not a planner so the first wedding that i am involved in will be the decorated you know i'm a decorator okay so as well let's just say the reason why you were overwhelmed with did you have a planner ozzy so my planners were my family members <laughs> and they were out of town as well. So I was actually the uh, one here in Nashville, you know, doing stuff, but I did have right. help, but it wasn't like paid help. I would say. Right. I would normally recommend or suggest or advise that people get, you know, planners that have been, you know, doing it for not necessarily a while, because I feel I see that term doing it for a while is very, is very biased, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend that people get professional planners because then that helps take up the, some of the weight. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's your wedding, you're still going to have some stress, some weight on you. However, it takes up at least 75 to 80% of the weight, in my opinion. Yes. You know, as you said, what is it that keeps me going back? As a decorator, it's the handwork. You know, while you're planning and you're like, oh, you know, this might look good. Oh, let's do this. Let's, as, you, as you're designing, mm-hmm. you still say, okay, this is going to look great. Mm-hmm. And the day of the event, sometimes you're stressed. I mean, if there's any decorator that says that they've never been stressed or whatever, um, I can actually say you are probably lying because your first event, you are probably stressed mm-hmm. or your second or your third. 
So sometimes you're stressed and you're just like, oh my goodness, everybody, let's get going. Especially if you're timed. Like, you know, if you have two hours to set up or four hours to set up. Right. It gets really, it gets, what's that word I'm looking for? I would just use the word hit it. It gets, yes, you get overwhelmed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that really brings the joy in is when everything finally comes together and you turn on those candles and you're done. (laughs) You're like, I did that. Mm. I did that. That looks great. You know, that's usually the joy. Well, as far as, as for me, it's the joy. And just seeing the look on the bride's face, if she's happy, the couples, the celebrant, whomever it is I'm decorating for. Right. And that's really, that's important. That's really important. Like, I guess for you, it's just the thrill of doing something that you love, I guess. So for us that we tried it and we're like, Mm-mm, we probably are not really in love with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, I, and I also agree with you when you talk about using a planner, because when I started out planning my wedding, of course, I felt like I could handle all the details. I'm like, oh, I have planned things in my life. This should be very easy, you know? But the problem is I'm not thinking about everything. Like, I don't. So for instance, like we talk about time for setup. I'm thinking my wedding starts at 10 a.m. I'm going to book this place for 930 but I'm not thinking that, oh my God, I need to have people decorate, you know? So it's just, at the end, I realized that, oh my God, you do need a planner if you really want Mm -hmm. things to move smoothly. Yeah, so I definitely agree with you on that. Another thing is that people think about the money. So I definitely thought about a, a planner or someone to do the decorations earlier on, but I was thinking like, okay, this is another chunk of money I have to set aside, you know, right? for this person to do this thing, which I'm thinking in my head that I can do it myself. But honestly, honestly, it's something that you should put in your budget. I, I, I 100% say put that in your budget because it's super, super essential if you want your wedding to look like what you're seeing on Instagram. Now, um, Lade, let me ask you, what is typical? Like, do people usually come to you with ideas that they have or do they ask you for ideas? Um, most people come with you with ideas and even when you're like, okay, well, I can do what you're asking. However, I have to tweak it a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, a, it's almost impossible to copy flower for flower someone else's work, mm-hmm. you know. I wouldn't say it's impossible. It's very possible. However, you also want to tweak it and put your own ideas in it <laughs> as long as it cements, you know, your client's idea. Right. Because Sometimes, you know, as a decorator or a designer, you have all these ideas in your brain and you're like, if only the right clients will come my way and they're like, Lade, I trust you. These are my colors. Take over. Kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but that's almost impossible. That's almost impossible because brides come knowing what they want. Like, especially they come with inter- right. with pictures. I did, a, I did a lot of screenshots on Instagram. And one thing that I found to be true is... A lot of times you take these pictures off Instagram and you show it to your um, decorator and they're like, man, your budget is not, this is not your budget. You know what I mean? Like, oh. so how do you break the news to clients that, okay, you want this stuff, but can we can do it on a lower budget, but it won't look like this, you know? Because a lot of times people okay. are disappointed because they come with certain pictures, they show the, the decorator, but decorator does something because of their budget you know? And they're like, oh, it doesn't right. look like this. So how do you how do you deal with that where people don't feel like, oh my God, you didn't do what I asked you to do? Okay, so that's the first thing. I never just go ahead and do because of their budget, right? Okay. When you bring the pictures to me, we're sitting down and I'm first I'm asking you, what's your guest count? Because that determines a lot. If you're catering to 300 people, that means at least if we're doing 10 people or at most 10 people per table, right? That's equivalent to 30 tables. Okay. And you have your sweetheart table. So 30 table on its own, if, if it doesn't match with your budget, I'm going to tell you, okay, listen, 300 count is a little bit too much with your budget. Let's look at the, you know, 
250s and the 220s guest cap mm -hmm. just to reduce, just to be able to work with your budget. Okay. And then I ask you, okay, do you want silk flowers or do you want real flowers? When I first started, like when I would do little events for my friends here and there, baby showers and, you know, graduation and stuff, mm -hmm. I probably dibble and dabble with silk flowers. But now it's almost like everybody wants fresh flowers. Right. And chances are they're going to say to me, oh, laddie, you know, I want fresh flowers. And I'm like, oh, with your budget, we can't really, you know, work with fresh flowers. And I actually sit down with them and I break it out, mm. break it down. And I'm like, okay, so you're coming with me with a $3,000 budget or a $4,000 budget. Let's take out delivery, which I would consider the UR fee. Because, you know, you have to pay for the UR and depending on the mileage, it increases. So the photo amount goes towards UR. And I also have to pay my team members because if you have 300 people at your wedding, you mm -hmm. are giving me four hours to set up. I need at least 10 people. Wow. Depending on how tedious, you know, the setup is. Setup is, is if you only want like flowers and, you know, simple things, oh, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But most times when they bring out these Pinterest pictures and Instagram pictures, it's certainly not just candles, you know. <laughs> It's, you know, it's more work, more work that you need certain people to, you know, deal with this part. You know, you have to like, Thinking I have teams yes. whereby I have them specializing in whatever it is that they're specializing in. Mm -hmm. I have the younger ones, like my nieces and nephews, who my teenagers or little young kids or whatever, they take care of filling up the vases and putting in candles. And I only use them when someone's budget does not permit for me to hire, you know, more adult help. Because yeah. you have to remember, everybody wants to get paid. Right. That's something we don't think about when we get a, like a decorator. We're not thinking that they're going to pay people to do certain things. We're thinking, right. I'm working with you. You're going to do all the work. Why should I give you so much money? You know? So right. I, but yeah. really you're not necessarily giving me the money. You're, you're giving every other thing the money. Like I have to pay for you all the helping hands. I have to pay for what do you call it? The flowers. Mm -hmm. I'll order your candles because I'm not a candle manufacturer, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> All these little things. So, you know, I actually sit down with them and I show them the price for every single thing. And by the time we're done heading it up, it's usually maybe $2,000 or $3,000 over. And that's if they come with you with, you know, unrealistic budget. Right. And right, then right. I say to them, I'm like, I'm really not gaining anything. If anything, I'm losing. And it's not my wedding. Okay. And, and another thing is, you're talking a lot about weddings. As a decorator, do you find that weddings are your, your, your money bag, you know? Like your most of your clients come from weddings. Do you also do other events? Yes, I certainly do other events. I do. I don't do kids' birthday parties unless you know mm. I'm related to them. Mm -hmm. But um, I would do like you know adult 40th, 50th, that kind of thing. Mm. I would do bridal showers and baby showers because even bridal showers and baby showers they are like getting out there now in terms of decor. Like people mm. are going all out oh, for yeah. decor for bridal showers and baby showers. So. I do other things. However, wedding is where the, because for some reason, once people mention wedding, certain things just, the the, the money just increases. Yeah. However, as a decorator, it makes no difference if, <laughs> if someone who is celebrating their 40th or 50th wants something that is wedding decor. You know, if you want fresh flowers, if you want the crystal tables and things like that, it still boils down to the same price. You know, honestly, so, during my wedding, I think I found a little trick. I, I, the first few vendors I spoke to, as long as I said wedding, everything went up. The prices just skyrocketed. <laughs> so now when I, when I would call the next vendor, I would say, I'm just having an event. And they try to find out what kind of event it is, but I just make sure I don't say 
wedding because I find that right. classes are just more reasonable when they don't know what this thing is about. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's the trick I have. I know it's not going to pay you guys de- 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 decorators, but to all the brides listening out there, you know, take that word out of the equation. Here's a million dollar question that everyone wants to know. Everybody wants to have a fabulous wedding uh, or event. Do you think it's possible to have the the wedding of your dreams on a budget? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, budget varies, Ozzy. Budget, they vary. Someone might have $10,000 for decor and someone might have 20 and someone might have four. So budget varies. So it's possible depending on your budget. Okay. So it depends on how much you set aside for your wedding. But how much is really right. reasonable? Like if I wanted to have a wedding, 100 guests, mm-hmm. and I'm using a nice hall. So it's not like a rundown place. It already looks a little bit nice, but I want flowers. You know, last year there was a whole flower wall craze. You know, everybody was crazy about flowers. Right. Um, I want right. a little of that. On the tables, I want candles. You know, I want it to look very exquisite. But still, I don't want to spend all my life savings. How much do you think? How much do you think I should set aside for decoration? I would say that you should set for just one hundred guests. Yes. So one hundred guests, ten tables. You're looking at two estate tables, one soda table. I'll say at least, at least set aside five thousand, and that, of course, if you're doing special centerpieces and fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That sounds reasonable. Set aside five thousand. So you're saying. But then that can vary also because when the person comes to you and says, hey, Laddie, I don't have $5,000 for decoration. You then can mm-hmm. bring it down and say, okay, we can take our stuff and you know bring it down to whatever. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I hate to say this on here because other decorators might be like, mm, don't say that, don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. What I normally do is when my clients come to me and they give me specific um, budget, right? And it's almost like they cannot wiggle because I can tell if you have the money and you just, you know, want to spend it on other vendors like live band and flooring and camera mm-hmm. her, you know, photographers, I can tell. So mm-hmm. what I normally do is I just say to them, I'm like, okay, since let, let me work with you. I try to work with people, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you really want the crystal table. Mm-hmm. Each crystal table is pretty much $350, you know? So if you want the crystal tables for two estate areas, Okay, I'm like, I can throw that in for free because it's already in my inventory. Okay. So whatever I already have in my inventory, I try not to charge them for it just so that we can have a little more room to wiggle to bring their, you know, to bring their vision to life without me necessarily coming coming out of pocket. Mm, right. And this is so interesting. Like, I love the work that you do. It just sounds like a lot of work, you know. And But whenever Thank you're passionate you. about something, I, you know, I've seen your work, I feel like, um, you're passionate about it, and that's why you're gonna go places, Letty. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> so, do you think <laughs> that Instagram is a great tool for you? Like a lot of people, of course, will bring these all the ideas from Instagram. Do you also find that you get lots of clients from Instagram so far? Yes, actually, I find that I get a lot of clients. Well, inquiries because not everyone that comes to you from Instagram will actually, you know, book you. I mm-hmm. find that most people are still shopping around. You know, okay. I find that even when you've sat out and invested your time, blah, 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 they tell you that they're going with someone else, which, you know, mm-hmm. no bad blood because we are all, it's all business. You know, right. you, you right. have to go with whomever you want to go with. But I find that Instagram is a great tool. Any form of social media is a great tool. I need to actually get on Facebook and make use of that too. <laughs> but mm-hmm. any form of advertisement is a great tool, but nothing, like I always tell people, nothing can ever overpower power of mouth. 
you know, mm-hmm. all about telling the next person and you probably did a great job for this person and that person tells their whole friend and family yeah. and things like that. So mm-hmm. as much as social media is great because it, expo- it exposes you to people whom you don't know, word of mouth is also great. Word of mouth is great. That's awesome. I, I think that's, that's, that's true, actually, for most things in life, you know. So do you work closely with wedding planners also? Like, you know, because sometimes wedding planners, they have a list of preferred vendors and mm-hmm. so they would recommend you as well do you find that that also helps sometimes it does and sometimes it does and like honestly that's a double-edged sword because mm. for someone like me who is just you know coming out there most planners already have their prepared vendors mm. so even when i reach out I'm like yo you know i'm a i'm new in this do you have any blah 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 they're like yeah i mean they see your work and eventually they'll work with you mm. but chances are every time they get a gig they're going to their preferred vendor first not you right you know Right, so right. most of the like last two three weddings that I've done, the brides came to me first, then they later on got their planner, whom mm-hmm. I then worked with as the you know as the planning and progression towards the wedding took place. Right. So let's let's talk a little bit more about wedding trends in 2019. So I talked about the right. five men last year. Everybody was crazy about the flower wall. Everybody oh no, it's more flowers. It's really? more flowers and crystals. Mm. Flowers and. So that's all of it. And I'm, when I say flowers, I don't mean just, you know, little flowers. I mean, yeah. lots of flowers, lush. Everyone wants that lush look. Mm-hmm. So tons and tons of flowers and crystals and just outstanding centerpieces. I, that's, what, that's what I see a lot of this year. Mm, okay okay so everyone is going flowers and crystals for 2019 um how about uh our traditional weddings so our african traditional weddings that we have especially like nigerian traditional weddings um are you finding that the trend people are using more flowers for those i find that people use more like uh they try to make it look more traditional so they go for beads and so do you find right. that uh, people are spending a lot of money on those these days just like the the white weddings actually the- i've seen one person Mm-hmm. go all out for a traditional wedding and mm-hmm. that person was even my client and i'm like i love that mm-hmm. most people don't spend tons of money on traditional weddings you know they're just like oh my sister my cousin and everybody will put it together kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and then they just focus all their energy on the white wedding and they, so they do the bare minimal i hope in the years like you know a couple of years to come i hope that people take traditional weddings seriously as well and you know just give us the uh, decorators the opportunity to create something magnificent <laughs> because no, seriously, I realize that most people only focus on the stage for right. traditional weddings mm-hmm. and even that they don't do much they're just like yeah just make it look villagey you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the word just make it look villagey and you know and just put tablecloth and something simple and so most of the time it's just simple and everybody all the guests they're like okay you know it's just a traditional wedding people don't spend money let's you know let's wait for the white wedding kind of thing Mm And I think the pressure is on, especially because um, you have two ceremonies to plan, essentially. So if you're listening and you don't really know what goes into the African, most African marriages, there's usually the traditional wedding and then there's the civil wedding or the Christian marriage or whatever religion. Um, So it's two, a lot of times it's two separate days. And so people are thinking about the cost, you know. So do you have any tips for people who are having multiple weddings, you know, like traditional weddings, they're having the white wedding, they're having probably having the Islamic rites, you know. Do you have any? tips money saving tips like you know especially that would make it not seem like okay i spent all my money on my white wedding and my traditional wedding is just the stage um is there a way that people can save money while still keeping things looking good first of all this is what i say to everybody 
to mm-hmm. save money, reduce the amount of guests. Your mm-hmm. guest count is equivalent to your table count, is equivalent to, you know, then it takes into account what the uh, decorator has to use. So reduce your guest count. That's the first tip in saving money. Okay. And once you do that, if you're planning multiple weddings, I would say use the same vendor, mm. use the same decorator. If you can't, if she says, oh, you know, it's going to be a lot or whatever, just do your research and find someone who, you know, who is available. But most of the time when you use the same vendor, they're able to give you special deals. Like they're able to cut back on certain things for you. And they will actually tell you, oh, you know, it's just because they're using me for your traditional wedding and white kind of thing. Mm. So they're able to give you a special deal. Yeah, those will be the only okay. ways I would say yeah. for you. That, those, sound, those sound really, really good. And, and since you talked about uh, wedding guests, you know, that's something that is so alien in our culture. Like, you know, you tell people, I'm only having 150 people. And they're looking at you like, Ugh, better include me, you know, because... For instance, Nigeria, which is where we're from, we know that concept of I'm only having 150 people is kind of new. I know it's gaining a little bit more ground now, but it's a little bit alien, you know? So when we talk about wedding guests now, there are people that will even come to your wedding uninvited. Let's talk about some of the wedding trends that were happening right now. This week on my Instagram, I was talking about people who exclude kids from their wedding. And I, I was kind of trying to find out why people do that. Like, is it because of the cost? So when we talk about wedding guests, are kids counted? One thing I realized that most people are not taking into account for is because these couples, they have to pay for each share, very chairs. And mm-hmm. each chair goes from either $3.99 to $5. Mm-hmm. And then you're still paying for delivery and the setup of the chairs. So it all depends. You know, so if they, if they say to you, okay, I'm having 150 guests, and kids are not allowed, that means your kid is not counted. That means if your kid comes, you're taking someone else's, you know, sit in place. And so most couples don't want to pay extra money for kids to come sit down. I don't see what's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids, like I said, kids are distractions sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally just don't think that weddings are kids' events. You can take them to the water park and kids' birthdays whereby they're actually active. But mm-hmm. they're not active at weddings. They're sitting and they're bored which causes the distraction because now they're just throwing tantrums. Whatever the couple decides, I guess we just go with that because a lot of times people say, well, but kids are good luck at weddings. You know, they bring the luck or they bring the the gift no. of, of kids. No, <laughs> God does that. God does that, not the kids. <laughs> okay okay and there's another trend now that people are going more for destination weddings now as a as as a decorator if people are you know turning to destination weddings do you think that Mm -hmm. they would pay for their decorator to come with them or they would usually just go with whatever is available over there actually they go with both both sometimes sometimes they go whatever it is that they have over there and sometimes they go with their own decorator Mm -hmm. you know so it's as far as the decorating world, it doesn't really affect us like it affects makeup artists and mm-hmm. co. Mm-hmm. You know, because at least with your makeup artists, you already have your preferred makeup artists, whereby now you have to pay for their flight and right. their hotel and things like that. I'm yet to understand why people do destination wedding because I feel like it's more expensive. You know, they've sold destination weddings as a cheaper option. I've looked into it and people have sold it as for instance, you want to have 100 people at your wedding. Having a destination wedding will ensure that you have 100 people because only the people that really love you will go out there, you know? But I right, feel like right. oh, you can achieve that anywhere. You don't have to travel. I, I'm not sure, but I personally think people do destination weddings because they want that, probably they like the location or they want the exotic look of whatever that place is providing. Yeah, I think 
I think it's about location, location, and also if you're like a really popular person, mm-hmm. it's all. It's also about not having people crash your wedding. Mm-hmm. However, in terms of is it cheaper? It's not necessarily cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about your business now. So, uh, what is your business name? Where can people find you on social media? How can people reach you on Instagram? My name is Lattice Touch. And it, my all of my information is on there. I have my email address on there. Everything is on there. I respond to messages when I'm not at work. <laughs> Sometimes I sleep too while I'm at work. It's always easier to reach me either by calling me. My number is on social media, on Instagram. So either by calling me or just sending me a message on Instagram. And I always respond. Okay. And as a business owner, if someone out there is listening and wants to be, you know, start their own business, I know you've grown over the past year, you know, I've seen you expand your inventory and things like that. But as someone who is starting out, what simple advice would you give them? What's the hardest part? Let me ask you that first. What's the hardest part about starting? I wouldn't even say the simple advice. The hardest part is just getting up and doing it. That's the hardest part. Because like I said, I wanted to do it for years and I was just like, oh no. Because when you see all these other seasoned decorators mm-hmm. or seasoned, you know, whatever business aspect you want to venture into, mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, I'm not there yet. So let me just wait till I get there. But you can't get there till you actually start. Right. So the hardest part actually just started. Mm-hmm. Just start. Because the moment I decided I wanted to do this, I literally registered my business before I even got clients. I wow. registered my business. I'm like, listen, this is not just for fun. Okay. I want to do this. So the moment you register your business and you know you're going to pay taxes, mm-hmm. honey, you're going to do everything you need to do <laughs> to get your clients, you know? Right. So I registered my business and I just started posting little things here and there. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that that's actually the artist part. And as far as what advice would I give, mm-hmm. I could sit down here and run my mouth all day because. I have learned so many things along the way. I would say do your research. Research, 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 research. Even the slightest things, research. Mm -hmm. Because I have fallen into people that have duped me as far as purchasing the things that I needed for my inventory. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, furniture companies and stuff. Of course, not in America here. But like, you know, trying to order the things online, looking for good deals. And they happen to be fraud. They were not existent and I couldn't get my money back. Mm-hmm. Because I waited for too long to try to get my money back. So I'll say to you, research, research, research. Do not overbuy. Don't try to get into debt by buying every, you know, thing that every decorator has. Mm-hmm. Don't overbuy and don't underbuy because it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, buy what you feel as if you need. Okay. Try not to buy things that will just go out of style. So mm-hmm. those will be like my main, well, those will be the aspects that I have learned. So those will be my main advice. Okay. Thank you so much, Lali. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to talk about these things. I know it's wedding season now. A lot of weddings are happening. People are planning their weddings. And you've heard it from Lali. If you're going to plan a wedding, sit down and make a budget. And this, you know, determine how much you're going to spend on each thing. So if you like right. what you see on Instagram, if you like the beautiful things that you see, know that those things cost money and you should be able to save up right. things that you want. All right. That's it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will leave all of Lade's details on my Instagram page as well as my website. And you can go there and connect with her from there. Thank you so much, Lade. And have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and be sure to contact me at Lattice Touch. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.
do you know that about one in every three people in the United States listen to at least one podcast every month? That's millions of people listening. And do you also know that every month, thousands of podcast listeners listen to the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business service or event that you would love others to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talesbydroze at gmail.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.talesofanafricanprincessinamerica.com. Thank you.